Hello and welcome everyone. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. My name is Abu Tayyib and I'm the CEO of Golf Business Technology, the leading technology news platform dedicated to the world of golf. Today we have with us Jason Pearsall, CEO of Club Caddy. How are you, Jason? All good? Good, good. Thank you so much for having me, Abu. I appreciate it. No worries, no worries. Good to have you on, Jason. Um, I'd like to get started and uh, jump into our first question. You all ready? Yeah. Sure. Let's go. Um, what I'd like to find out uh, first, uh, tell us uh, about Club Caddy and uh, yourself and your history with Club Caddy and what you offer the golf industry as well as a as an organization. Sure. So. Club Caddy is a cloud-based clubhouse management solution. Uh, we build a single application that runs every function of a golf course. And our mission at Club Caddy is to help golf courses operate more profitably, to, op- to operate more efficiently, and ultimately provide a better customer experience to the golfers and members that they service, right? So um, I come from a golf background, uh, kind of been in green grass all of my life. My father was a country club general manager. Uh, if you, you know, if you had family in the industry, you know, you don't see your family a lot if you don't also get into the industry, right? And so uh, from a young age, I spent a lot of time in a golf course doing a ton of grunt work. Unfortunately, uh, I went on to college and um, got involved with a couple of buddies and we had an e-commerce exit in 2010. Um, yeah. After the e-commerce exit, um, you know, I invested in a golf course up in Michigan, and we started building software out of our golf course. Uh, at that point, it was more, you know, we built a tea sheet and food and beverage delivery system, and fortunate to sell that to a company called Supreme Golf out of Dallas here in the U.S. in 2017. Uh, thereafter, I uh, started, you know, kind of building another product or the next generation of that product, which eventually became Club Caddy. Uh, Club Caddy is that, you know, the clubhouse management solution that we were describing earlier. And I was fortunate to sell that to a company called Jonas Software up in Canada in 2020. And uh, they hired me and the rest of the team to stay on board and continue to run the company. And so today we service uh, hundreds of golf courses and country clubs across North America. Okay, great, great. Um, What uh, recent projects have you been working on and uh, if you could sort of elaborate on the work uh, that your team does I mean what does it entail I mean from you know start to finish really how, how does that whole process work on your end yeah you know the team is it has like different types of projects right and so you know there's a large implementation team right now that's onboarding large clients like Arcus um, Touchstone uh, golf, ex-golf America here in the U.S. and I, you know, 150 more to single course operators. Um, and so those, that's a pretty big project that we're managing is the implementation of all of those locations. And we also, um, and the projects that I really get excited about are what we're developing and kind of what we're building. And so fortunately we have different teams and every month we do a, a new product update um, on our core product. That's what we call the GMS or the golf management software. And you know, that, that always includes updates for you know, the mobile product and the web product and the marketing products and things that make it better for the golfers. We have a team that's always working on integrations, and so there are so many other great technologies that are built in golf. And you know, for us, we want to work with anything that 
provides a better experience for golfers and then also makes it easier for golfers operators we want to integrate with so we're working on integrations but the new projects are, are what excites me um, a big one that we're working on right now is artificial intelligence we've integrated our database with google's aml and generative ai engines and starting mm -hmm. to play with the possibilities and build the roadmap of the future for what um you know how, how software will change the way that golf courses operate is really exciting okay Elaborate a bit more on AI. How, how are you sort of implementing that at the moment? How, what what are your thoughts on the AI sort of world at the moment? You know, it's uh, it's everywhere. It's a buzzword, really, and uh, obviously it's not it's not a buzzword, but everybody's you know into uh, AI yeah, now. Sure. And uh, just want to hear your thoughts uh, on. Yeah. It's going to change literally every every area, every aspect. This isn't a crypto. This isn't a trend. This is yeah. a sure thing. This is happening, right? And so as you just start going through different areas of operations and you think about, you know, okay, so a golf course gets a customer's email address. What does that mean to a golf course today? Maybe they have some playing history associated with it. But what we'll be able to do with AI is take that uh, take that customer's email address, run it through neural networks of databases of information, maybe find out things like this golfer likes to leave bad reviews. And not only does this golfer like to leave bad reviews, we know from when the start time and the end time when they arrive from a geolocation at a golf course that they pick six hour rounds, right? And mm -hmm. so they're likely a beginning golfer and they just started going to golf courses in the last three months. So you might not want to give them a peak time at like 8 a.m. on a Saturday morning, right? And so as we start to be able to have information about golfers, and you know, the more information that we have, and that's that's what we're able to do with a lot of this middleware technology is extract and refine data from just an email address and get more mm -hmm. information at the golf course. It changes, you know, that's just the booking experience or maybe when they're able to play. But it also mm -hmm. changes things like when they're booking, you know, maybe suggesting like the last six times you played, you had a six pack of beer and, you know, a sleep of Pro V1s. Do you want to add those to your order? You like to play with, you know, Tom and Fred and you know should you, you want to send an invite to Tom and Fred and you know that's just another example of in part of the reservation process right and then mm -hmm. they arrive on site and you know AI will know based on their license plate that when they're there their geolocation when they arrive ask them if they want to check in on their own that you mm -hmm. know cameras will recognize their faces and know immediately who it is it'll allow for staff to provide better training you know or better customer experiences because they mm -hmm. know that customer they know their preferences they know what they like their suggested upsells for them um you know i can go on and on if you'd like me to right but these are just a couple of the many many ways that that ai will change the experience both for golfers as well as for golf course operators and it's not just in, in golf course operations i mean as we go to different functions like here in the US, there's a major problem with access to water. And, you know, mm. globally, we have potentially a CO2 issue, right? And so when we're figuring out ways to, you know, use the equipment more efficiently so that it mows, you know, using less fossil fuels or that we water more efficiently so we use less water using IoT and sensor type devices. I mean, mm. those are all ways that that um, artificial intelligence will change the way that golf courses operate. And, you know, and, and it goes across every function very similarly. Okay. Great, great, great answer. Um, the in terms of the features of uh, the club caddy system, I mean, what's hot right now? What what are you excited to talk about, really? You know, golf course technology is really kind of at an exciting point because 
So in the 90s, there were these there were systems that started to be built, but they weren't yet cloud-based. You had on-premise server-based software systems. And they built out to become 20, 30 years mature. And those systems did a whole lot of things, but now because they weren't connected to the internet, they also had a whole bunch of limitations. For the last decade, companies like Clubcaddy and some of our competitors have honestly just been chasing to catch up to those systems and build the cloud-based solutions that already exist into the market. And just I would say for us, at least maybe in the last kind of 18 months, now we get to take advantage of all of that catching up and chasing from behind. And we have the cloud solution, the functionality of the competitors, but we get to do the exciting things like start integrating AI and, you know, you know, just, uh, we have an integration with a new piece of hardware that um, is a mobility point of sale type device and a customer can check it in the golf shop, go out in the golf course and that tab blows around with them and you can keep that transaction going right and just being able to um, add the internet to a, a customer's experience enables you to do so many things that these legacy systems haven't been able to do that mm. you know you'd think that isn't that big of a deal, but it's something golf courses haven't been able to do for decades. And so um, we're helping to catch the industry up and pretty soon um, I, I think that that will that will really change the experience for golf course or golf, golfers themselves who are playing at courses as well. Okay, okay. Uh, going off the back of that, I mean, apart from AI, what trends are you seeing in the golf industry right now? And uh, how will these evolve? I mean, what trends are you implementing with the club caddy system for clubs? Is there is, is there anything on the horizon really that uh, well, hopefully you can share with us as well? <laughs> certainly. Yeah. Um, a couple of trends that that I'm that we're kind of seeing is that it, especially in light of COVID, is uh, you know golf has grown as a sport. There's an increased participation um, mm -hmm. as a result of not only COVID, but also what we're seeing is uh, entertainment golfers and screen golfers are flowing over onto green grass and onto golf courses. So, so golf courses are suddenly dealing with um, a lack of available rounds versus having a bunch of underutilized rounds um, you know, offered to their customers. And so what we're starting to see is golf courses are taking back control of their inventory. They're no longer engaging barter type systems. They're not longer doing deep discounts. They're reevaluating if annual passes make sense and restructuring their membership programs mm -hmm. in a way that enables them to be more profitable, right? So uh, mm -hmm. definitely as there's a demand of more golf courses, of, of more golfers, golf courses are becoming smarter and making sure that some of the bad, bad practices they've had from the past are, are kind of being uh, phased out a little bit. So I, I think that that is a big trend. Obviously, as golf courses have additional revenue, they're also choosing to make investments in things like technology, capital improvements back into their facilities, clubhouse renovations. You know, I mean, you see that every every new golf course industry magazine is this golf course, you know, new clubhouse renovation, right? It just seems like there's finally money going back into these golf course um, clubhouses. And you know, that also provides a lot of opportunity for, for technology companies, because if you're redoing a clubhouse, you obviously want the technology to uh, make sure that the customer experience is, is, you know, also improved along with the amenities themselves. Okay, great, great. Well, apart from club caddy, you wake up in the morning. What's the driving passion? You know, I uh, last August I took over a uh, 
a Donald Ross golf course that have been closed for two years and mm -hmm. have had the incredible privilege of working with a team of friends that are superintendents, PGAs, and a municipality that's been really supportive to uh, fully restore this golf course. And so uh, having a Donald Ross course that has just been untouched, that was closed, mm -hmm being able to really bring it back, um, you know, to its original footprint, um, you know, research, find the original footprint. We were able to get aerial footage from the 40s, which was about 20 years after the course opened. And, and that was really helpful. And, you know, bringing back all of the original bunkers. Um, you know, there are some challenges of where this golf course is based that it was in a floodplain. So we, we spent a, a lot of time working on drainage and just making sure that we can move water off of the course. We resodded all of the greens. We used, you know, top of the line 007 XL bent grass, which allows mm -hmm. for incredible playing experience. I mean, they fly. We we stint these things at 11 and a half every day, and you know, for a municipal golf course, that's that's crazy. And so, you know, we're really proud mm -hmm. of the greens and the bunkers. And you know, given the course was closed for the last two years before we restored it, we got a ways to go on uh, the the tee boxes and the fairways, and those became the priority, um, you know, for next year. And we've already started to do quite a bit so that we can see the benefits of those things next year too. But uh, in a couple of years here, um, you know, I, I really think we're going to have a, a course that people will be coming to play uh, in the Metro Detroit area. And uh, I'm really proud of that. And, you know, something that I'm very passionate about. That's great. That's great. That sounds uh, sounds like something I'll, I'll have to come over for when it's ready. Yeah, absolutely. You're welcome. Yeah, it's open. It's ready. I mean, it's, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, please do. Definitely, definitely. Um, how does uh, Club Caddy differentiate itself from your competitors? Well, we're uh, we're built by golf course operators, right? So um, yeah. and this is with respect to some of our competitors, but I mean, they're oftentimes golfers who are passionate about the game of golf and like technology. And so they want to get into building golf course software because they see an opportunity to be involved in golf and tech. And, you know, our technology came from frustration as golf course operators ourselves with what was available as options and what our real needs were and needing to solve them for ourselves. So yeah. we've really carried that into, you know, our culture. Um, you know, I, I think we've got nearly 10 PGAs on our team and, you know, it's more than most golf courses, um, you know, we'll hire and we have everybody on the team, you know, has general manager type experience working on the other side of the register. And so we think that we're able to provide support to build software, to implement it from a point of empathy um, of really having been there and understanding, um, you know, when operator's request comes in, um, you know, we understand the significance of that and the frustration of the customer sitting on the other side of the counter. And, you know, mm -hmm. that guides the way that we respond, react, the immediacy. Um, and, you know, so that's why we're different. Um, what mm -hmm. makes us different beyond just, you know, kind of the, the team that we've cho chosen to build is we have a really great um, kind of parent company, right? So I mentioned we were, we were sold to Jonas Software. Jonas is subsidiary of a company called Constellation Software. Constellation is Canada's largest software company. Um, you know, it's 20,000 employees and, um, you know, I think 5 billion in annual revenue now, right? I mean, just a, a very successful software company. And all they do is acquire companies like Club Caddy and allow us to, to operate completely independently, autonomously with, you know, guidance and best practices. And so, um, you know, we, the, the nice thing about Constellation is they didn't buy us to sell us or to acquire us. They bought us to grow us for the next 40 years. And, you know, that's one of the reasons we wanted to sell to Jonas. So a lot of our competitors are bought by kind of private equity firms where, 
the the goal is is hey we need to flip this thing and make it profitable and so you know the teams get significantly scaled back investment in the product goes down founders are gone right and we have the exact opposite here our teams get bigger uh, we're doubling down and building more on the product um and you know there's no chance that they, they, like it's it's contractually we cannot we won't be sold and they've never sold any of those 2000 companies so um you know built by golf course operators with a great parent company and stability mm. um, is something that i think plays a big role into why so many golf courses are choosing club caddy yeah i think that's great you know i think uh, you clearly uh you know club caddy are looking towards the future uh, but uh, i mean you know recently we had uh, the pandemic and uh, what was the impact of that on your business and uh, how did you address it at the time and how has it been addressed throughout this period as well yeah you know it was scary <laughs> it's a yeah. young company when the pandemic happens and you have no clue um how it's going to impact your business if you're going to generate if every golf course is going to be closed for the rest of the year you don't generate any revenue how do you grow if you can't grow how do you attract continued investment i mean it was uh very frightening i was very fortunate to benefit from all these organizations in michigan there's something called the michigan golf alliance and they immediately from day one like started fighting the, the legislature on why golf should be open and we were actually i think among the first states in the country and set the precedent kind of for the world of how um you know golf is okay and everybody should be playing golf and so um you know what went from very scary well suddenly went to very exciting because all of a sudden golf is booming and they you know they need reservation systems and people need to work from home and Transylvania cloud and you know so all it, it was um we how are we going to survive to oh my god we can't keep up with this growth and like an overnight um, period right so uh in the end it definitely um you know grew our business but it was a scary ride to get there yeah uh, definitely i think uh it's a global it's a, it's a global issue that we all went through, but uh, we're out from it on the other side now. But uh, the next question, best advice you've ever, something a bit lighter, <laughs> best advice <laughs> you've ever received, what was it and who was it from? Um, you know, I don't know that it's just a, a word or like a saying, but my, my, parents have always kind of raised me just never give up right and so the the, the way that that i've kind of taken it and i guess paraphrasing um what they've taught me is that you you can't fail at anything until you've given up at it right and so like i i refuse to think that i've failed at anything because i just don't quit right and so there's been so many periods with you know all of the businesses that i've been involved with and, and you know been fortunate to exit where it's been like, uh, I don't know if we're gonna survive, right? But, you know, you're not failing, you're not giving up, you're, you've pivoted so many times and just continued to fight by being gritty. And, um, you know, it, it's it's one of those things that I think is more, it, it's not a quote, it's just a way of, of looking at it that, you know, failing is really not an option. And, and as long as you don't give up, you, you haven't failed yet, right? And yeah. that's, you know, at least been my recipe for success. It's a great outlook. Very good. Well, the the legacy for Club Caddy, you've worked at quite a few organizations and you've you said you've you've exited and you've built uh, 
some great uh, great great areas and great organizations from on your end but uh, for club caddy what sort of legacy would you like to leave on the technology side for the golf industry yeah you know it's when we look at historically golf course software, there's been public golf course software and there's been private golf course software. And that was one of the reasons we started building is our, the, the first club we'd acquired was a semi-private club and we had elements of both and we had system, both systems, right? And so uniquely Club Caddy is built to service equally as well, both public and private courses. And I think that it gives us a real opportunity to um, achieve a larger market share than has ever been achieved in this space um, by servicing both sides of the market, right? And so, um, you know, to me, like I've succeeded at 5,000 golf courses and using Club Caddy, and that would be, um, you know, kind of the goal of, of where we're trying to, to get to. Um, you know, I, at some point, uh, the technology will be replaced, right, in my lifetime, right? So there's not going to be a legacy of like, oh, you know, Jason built golf course software, and it, it is just trying to help golf course operators for the next 30 years, um, if we can make their lives easier, and if we can, um, you know, influence the way the next technology is built, then we're changing the game in the long run, and um, that would be meaningful to me. Great, great. Well, companies routinely tout the importance of uh, customer service. Uh, define the term in their approach, followed by Club Caddy. Yeah, look, uh, customer service is only necessary when there's a problem, right? And mm. so um, customer service is all about problem solving as efficiently and, you know, as possible. Um, customers typically want you to treat them nice, but more importantly, they don't want to be on the phone with you, you know, being treated nice. They want that problem solved as quickly as possible. And so, mm. um, you know, in a software company, problems come from a lot of potential sources. There could be user error. That user error, you know, doesn't mean necessarily the user's fault. It means they may not have been trained right. Um, that could be our fault. Maybe they're a new employee and they just haven't had any training. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, that's a possibility. It could be a third party system that potentially is wrong. It could frankly be a bug in our system that we need to correct, right? And so mm -hmm. we try to filter out, um, you know, first making sure that we communicate to the customer that we understand the significance of the problem. We try to give them a realistic expectation for how quickly we can solve it. Uh, we we solve greater than 60% of the issues in less than an hour, and we're always trying to drive that number down and drive the number of, for, uh, of issues solved up, right? Um, mm -hmm. But, uh, you know, that that to us is, is customer service is solving problems, and, you know, we try to solve problems to the best of our ability. Right, right. Well, what are the uh, biggest challenges facing Club Caddy in the short term and long term? Do you have a plan? There are so many opportunities to build golf technology because this industry needs it so bad, right? And yeah. so for us, it's a struggle because you have um, so many different requests coming in from different operators of things that haven't been built. And the hard part is they're all fantastic. Like, I mean, people who work in golf are smart. They know how to build better technology. And, Every day we get great suggestions and, you know, just sometimes we, our director of product and I look at each other, he's a PGA and, you know, their golf course owner and I am too, like, how the hell do we not think of that, right? Like, it's yeah. just amazing um, all of these um, great suggestions that come in. So that what the hardest part for us is just filtering them and saying, like, you know, how, what are we doing first? How are we prioritizing this? 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what's the rollout? And every time you do something new, then it impacts all the other clients who are doing it the old way. So how do you mitigate, you know, pain points and trying to do it a different way? And so, um, you know, to me, that's the most challenging part of the job is honestly just trying to take all the great feedback that we get every single day and d- deliver all of it. Um, yeah. And you, know, you can't do that. But what you can do is you can take the most meaningful of it and deliver that. Yeah, great. Well, we're coming to the end of our interview. Uh, we have one one last question before we end off. Where do you see the overall industry heading in the next five to ten years? Sure. Uh, golf industry is cyclical, right? Uh, we're definitely at a peak right now. Uh, I think that golf courses, um, you know, that are not very savvy and intentionally trying to make sure that they stay competitive and stay ahead will eventually, you know, struggle as as likely there is some decline in the number of people playing the game. Uh, mm-hmm. I hope I'm wrong there, right? I really, really do. And I'm really bullish on entertainment golf, and I'm hoping that that translates and drives more people to green grass. But we're also seeing is potentially some green grass golfers are now going to play top golf and aren't playing uh, on the golf course. So even if we have more golfers, the way that they're playing golf, um, you know, I, I think is is changing. So um, I I think in the next five to ten years, um, you know, there likely will be some economic swing. Uh, golf is a game that is is very economic dependent. Uh, when we see decline, we see less discretionary income. Less discretionary income means less rounds of golf, right? So, um, yeah. I uh, you know, I, I think we're we're going through a peak right now. I hope that this peak stays for the next five. I'm not real confident that it'll stay for the next ten years. I hope so too. <laughs> uh, Jason, lovely talking to you today and uh, such a great conversation. And uh, I'd like to end off uh, with uh, to our audience. Um, the podcast will be available uh, very soon on our platform and with the uh, contact details to, on how to con- get in touch with the club caddy and uh, get in touch with Jason if you need to as well. And uh, Jason, do you have anything you would like to leave our audience with, um, our GBT audience? It's great to be here. I think this is my first time. I hope you'll have me back. Uh, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Uh, you ask you know, great questions or some knowledge about, about the industry, so I'm flattered to be here. And thanks for having me. Great, great, Jason. It was great to have you on, on as well. Cheers. Bye, Jason. Cheers. Bye-bye.